Why is it? Why do my claps always sound so bad? I, I try know. so You're hard. You're a terrible clapper. Oh, it's because I have headphones on. No. no. It was bad. I saw yeah. you. Oh, it was bad. You almost missed. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music, or at podcasttakeitorleaveit.com. Be sure to subscribe and give us a review with your thoughts about the show. Thank you, Chaotic VT Mommy, for saying my two favorite new best friends. I've been binging the podcast every day with one earphone in while doing pretty much everything. I also just read Tiffany's book, Actually Listened on Audible. You read the book. And you read the book. So good. And I read the book. So good. (laughs) I listened on Audible and you read the book. So good. Thank you. That's much better than don't base my Audible book on this right now because I'm I'm just getting warmed up. I loved it. I'm just going to redo it. (laughs) We're on fire already. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Chaotic VT Mommy, for saying my two favorite new best friends. I've been binging the podcast every day with one earphone in while doing pretty much everything. I also just read Tiffany's book, actually listened on Audible. You read the book so good. I loved it and can relate to a lot of it. I've been clean and sober for 15 years now and have two kids plus one bonus daughter. Meredith and Dave remind me of me and my hubby, so I can definitely relate to both you ladies. And now I'll be listening every week on Facebook. Thanks for being a voice for so many of us real moms out there. Love you. Oh, that was very Thanks. sweet. I'm your host, Meredith Masony. And I'm your host, Tiffany Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give you, you can take or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It, Take it or Leave It, we're going to talk about a Dear Abby column where a uh, stepmom asked about her fiance's teenage daughter not wearing pants during the pandemic. Uh, A belated apology to my wife, relentless doesn't cover what it's like raising kids right now, and a study that finds men suffer from selective hearing 388 times a year, and no one on the planet is surprised. What? (laughs) What kind of research... That's only one, like once a day. I know. I feel like it's probably three, three to four. I, I think that's a little high. I think that's probably, it's probably three to times higher than, than this is my guess. I'm yeah. just wondering, is somebody like sitting around at these people's houses with like a ticker? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that was selective. Mm-hmm. Like, how do they, I, I can't wait to get to the article. Mm-hmm. It's your Today turn. We have... <sighs> Shut <laughs> Your mouth. (laughs) Today we have Alexis from Wisconsin opening things up for us. Be sure to call us at 315-834-2696 and leave us a message so you can open the show for us. Why are you looking over your shoulder, Dave? Hey, this is Alexis R. from Wisconsin. I have one fabulously quarantined six-year-old, and I'm still alive to open the show for everybody. Imagine (laughs) that. Let's open the show with a mom fail moment because we're all here because we struggle as moms and anybody who says otherwise is obviously a lie beggar. Thank you. Love you girls. Bye. Mm-hmm. Love it. I love how That's she so said lie bagger. Yeah. You lie-bagger. wrote that in there, didn't you? No, no. I mean, just her accent. She had a little bit of an accent. Oh yeah. Lie. 
I don't know. Laybacker. That's what I said. And I don't know what that was. Irish. Yeah. Are you a Scottish pirate? <laughs> Anybody who says they haven't is a laybacker. Sorry. Oh I don't my feel God. well. Oh my God. Mentally, spiritually. Uh, mom feel moment. Wait, it's your Meredith. turn. What was that? I think it's your turn. All right, Dave, you're making me feel very nervous right now. What? You're peering into my soul for some reason. I'm looking at the monitor. Okay, fine. Um, I have a uh, mom fail moment. I've okay. Uh, listen, I wish I could take you on a tour right now because I'm not joking. And nobody calls CPS, please. Oh my god. When, when I say this, but. This morning, while I was getting the kids ready, like they literally, so embarrassing. I struggled to find Caden shorts because they were all dirty because I haven't done laundry in a long time because I've been super depressed. And um, so it's like a week behind, honestly. And we've worn just about every clean pair of shorts that he has. So this morning he was like walking around sad, looking for something to wear. And I had to like, hand wash a pair of shorts and blow dry them. <clears throat> That's it. What do you mean? I mean, shit happens, man. Like laundry is the worst. <clears throat> like it happens. <laughs> I've cleaned out. I've cleaned out pissy and shitty underwear at a, at a, um, out at an event. Um, and then use that hand dryer in the, uh, in the bathroom. And then, like, go commando or put the wet uns back on. Like, we've got choices. Are you serious? Oh, for sure. Yeah, but what about at your own house, though? Look, I'm going to show you this picture, Meredith. Can you see my screen? Yeah. I took a picture of it because I was so embarrassed. Hold on. That's my laundry room. Yeah. Back here. Back here. Yeah. And this is, this is the hallway. Right. Coming out of the laundry room. I see. So, a couple of things. Um, if you really don't want to do the laundry, um, you know, hire somebody to come in and and help you out. Yeah. They're coming tomorrow. Okay, great. See, so you've already been, you've already been working on the problem. Yeah. Like, so what? Everybody gets behind all, you know, like it happens and it's not like anything about what we're living through right now is any type of semblance of normal. Like, who cares? It's just laundry. I know, but it's not even like, it's not about me. You know what I mean? And like, I walk past it, I step over it and I just don't take the few seconds to do it. And so today was like a wake up call. I'm like, okay, I get that you're depressed. I get that you don't feel well, but you have to like push yourself at least for the kids, you know, and throw some friggin' shorts in there. And so I just, I need like a jump start. And mm-hmm. so that's why we are splurging on having somebody come help with the laundry tomorrow just to get it like back up and running so that I don't feel like I'm drowning. Right. But so here's, I the, do. here's the thing. Oh Lord. Is there somebody at our house? So I just weird. saw somebody. I don't know what this window is right here. It's my in front my door. View. Did somebody come up to the front door? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. So it must just be, a, it's, it must be Amazon because <laughs> we've had so many <laughs> packages delivered. Um, so, but here's the thing, and this is a blanket statement that I'm going to give to every mom out there. Okay. Why? Like, 
first of all, as moms, we don't like to ask for help because then it's an automatic fail on our part. But in any other facet of the, of the world, when somebody needs help with something, what are they told to do? Go find help. <laughs> so when, once we become moms, it's like we feel like if we have to ask for help that we failed in every aspect of our lives. When literally we're just talking about one thing, we're talking about laundry, we're talking about your, you've been in a depressive episode, and we're talking about the fact that you just needed a little bit of help right now. And we, we just get sucked into this cultural idea that we can't ask for help because it means that we're failing, but mm. it's not asking for help is, is what everybody's supposed to do all of the time. But because we're moms, it's like, Oh, I can't believe she had to get somebody to help her with her laundry. Why can't she just do her laundry? Well, because she was just taking care of herself right in this moment. And she just needed a little bit of grace. So the laundry doesn't really matter right this minute. And for some people, it's not the laundry. It's something else right? Like yours just happened to be the laundry represents way more than dirty clothes. The laundry yes. represents the cluttered feeling in your brain right now of not being able to sort things out. And it just manifested and came out as you not doing laundry. At least that's my, pro like when I'm, and we're friends, so we talk and, and like I checked in on you the other day just to see if you were okay and what's going on. Um, and if I lived, if I lived close to you, I'd drive up and do your fucking laundry because like, because that's what you needed in that moment. So there's nothing wrong with asking for help with the laundry right there because the laundry represents, I say this all the time. It, that's just one way that it's manifested. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Are you sure? Yes, but you can't ask me if I'm okay because then I'll cry harder. <laughs> so just keep going. I just know that the, and I say this a lot, but the reason that we have to keep doing this podcast and we have to keep showing up each and every day is because it's important that you talk about these things and that we keep talking to women and moms and wives about the fact that the laundry and all of this other stuff, it's representative of many other things. Yeah. And without help, we cannot do the jobs that we're supposed to do. We can't. Yeah. We can't. And you know what? I, I At some point, Caden, um, and you will be able to look back and giggle about washing the shorts and using the hairdryer to blow it dry. Like, I sat here with the kids the other day. Um, we it's been the longest moving process ever. We've never done a move like this. And the whole thing has just been a complete circus shit show. And so I stopped what I was doing the other day and I made mashed potatoes and stuffing and green beans and our fake little Turkey patties. And I said, we're having, and I said these words, Aww. I said, we're having a fucking Thanksgiving dinner and we're all going to be fucking thankful for what we have. Do we understand? And my kids looked at me because everybody was fighting and everybody was at their wits end. And they said, okay. And I said, so we're going to sit in front of the fucking TV and we're going to eat this meal and we're going to love each other. And they were Super like, sweet. all right. And so we got upstairs and we put all the food down and I looked at them and I was like, I know this has been hard. I know everybody's homesick. I know everything about this has been a disaster and one thing has led into the next and it's been crazy, but I love all of you. And no matter where we are, if we're together, it's home. Are you guys okay? And they were like, you know, and we just talked the whole dinner over our fake turkey cutlets and watched TV. And it was all that we needed in that moment. Everything mm. else in my house was a disaster. There wasn't a single thing done in that moment, but we did what we needed to do 
just like you did what you needed to do. You washed the shorts, you found somebody to help you with the laundry. That's a, that's not a fail. That's a success. Put it in the win column. Thank you. Done. I really appreciate that. Sorry. I had to go on a tirade there. No, it was really nice. And I think, uh, I needed to hear, hear it for sure. So thank you. Yeah. You're a good person. You're a good egg. <laughs> And we love you and we need you and um, you're doing what you have to do and it ebbs and flows. Yes. Thank you. All righty then. So let's go into this ridiculous section where teenage girl not wearing pants. Oh, segue. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Uh, today's trending parenting news is brought to you by Meredith Masony. What? Sort of shoes do frogs wear? <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> I know I know exactly where this is going. I just glanced. <laughs> Open-toed sandals. <laughs> so terrible. Everything about these jokes are so terrible. But the best part is they always make me laugh. I don't know why we're still doing them. To be I don't know. With you. We have to. At this point, you can't not do it. There, right. People are expecting terrible dad jokes. Are they though? I think probably so. not. No. All right. Well, we'll do a I poll. For, I forget about them until I go to do them, and then I'm like, "Oh yes, this is a thing that I do with my life." <laughs> Tell us about your shirts, because I'm not even going to try this week. <laughs> if you'd like to get some official snark tees, you can head on over to www.bonfire.com forward slash store forward slash Meredith Masony. We have the full things mom say line up, and we have tank tops now for summertime fun. The end. Perfect. Duh. I love summertime fun. I love summertime tops and bottoms. <laughs> um, okay. All right. So dear Abby's answer to whether teenage girls should wear pants at home is curious, especially during pandemic times. On June 22nd, Jean Phillips, AKA dear Abby was asked for advice from a woman who doesn't know how to handle her fiance's teenage daughter's attitude on pants. So she turned to the public eye of Dear of the Dear Abby column to help solve her dilemma. Basically, this woman is engaged to a man who has a 14-year-old daughter. The woman is upset because the teenage girl has not been wearing pants during quarantine. So um, before I move forward and talk about this, what what is your feeling on what age do you think modesty plays a role and kids should be like, fully clothed at all times when in a home, because obviously you have younger kids. It makes no difference if your kid runs around without pants on. So like, what do you think? Uh, I don't, I think it depends on like, for example, if it was a mother's daughter and a stepfather in the house, like maybe when she's a teenager, maybe not, not, you know, I don't know. I don't see the big deal. Who cares? Okay. Um, I, so mine are what? 14, 11 and nine. Um, I mean, Matias still walks around with in no shirt with underwear on in the house. He's 14. Um, it's not an often thing, but like usually right before bed, if he runs out to get a glass of water or something, uh, but I would, but I would assume, and Sophia will come out in a t-shirt and undies and she's 11. Um, It's your house. It's our house. So there's a comfort level there. Also, I walk around without pants on and just a t-shirt and underwear. So I kind of feel like, 
I just want to hear the logic, really, because I'm open minded if she has like a reason, like if. So the woman who signed off her Dear Abby column with, I didn't think I was a prude. That's how she signed her name. Um, She just says, I'm uncomfortable. Um, This 14-year-old is actually basically a woman. She's 5'10". So seeing her walk around in the house in underwear seems inappropriate to me. I don't like seeing her in her underwear every time I go to their house. (gasps) Wait a minute. This hoe doesn't even live there? No, they're getting married. Sorry, she's not a hoe. I take that back, guys. I'm hangry (laughs) today. (laughs) She's not a hoe, and I shouldn't have said that, but... Right. No, you're the audacity. So she's not, they're not married yet. They're, they're engaged. And apparently they're not living together yet because she says this happens at, at his house because he obviously it's his daughter. She goes on to say that her fiance doesn't seem to mind the pantsless attitude and doesn't see a reason to change it. We can assume that they have already discussed this and the woman is not happy with this answer. So she calls on dear Abby. So, dear Abby responds with this. Uh, Someone has to have a talk with your fiance's daughter about the fact that she's no longer a child. She has become a young woman. The person to have this conversation with her is, in fact, her father. So, dear Abby is siding with the fiance and saying, at this point... She has turned into a young woman and should no longer be pantsless in her home. Well, that's not what she said. Who? Dear Abby. What do you mean it's not what she said? Did she say that or did she say this one line? Yeah, no, she said this. It's what I just read. Yeah, but she didn't say not. She just said they have to have a talk with her about how she's no longer a child. Then she's become a, a young woman. She didn't say not to wear pants or not to not wear pants. Okay. So let's see. She says someone has to talk, has to have the talk with your fiance's daughter about the fact that she's no longer a child. She has become a young woman to that. The person who needs to do that is in fact, her father. Um, but the answer perhaps is none of the woman's damn business. And certainly it's not Abby's either. This is what our writer says. Is it just me or does it seem rather cruel that this woman is, is quote unquote body shaming her fiance's daughter by pointing out her, that she's a grown woman. She's 14. She's not a woman. Um, the Abby then framed this as a maturity issue. So I don't know if I think, I think dear Abby is saying she needs to put pants on. Okay. <clears throat> and this, what I'm going to say is no offense to your writer. I don't know who it was. I probably love them, whoever it was. But I also don't, in this lady's defense, I don't think that by stating her weight and her height is necessarily body shaming. No, I don't think so. If she had said this fat cow's rolling around the house and you know what I mean? That would be body shaming. But I'm like 99% sure that that was my height and weight when I was 14 and I was super self-conscious and you wouldn't catch me dead in anything less than like sweatpants and a sweater. So I think that the fact that this girl feels comfortable in her own damn house is a beautiful thing. And I think that if this one, I'm just saying if I was a girl and my dad's trying to marry some lady who's trying to tell me what I can and can't wear in my own house that she doesn't even live in yet, I'd be convincing my dad to like pick somebody else 
Uh. Yeah, and, and and the thing that got me about this was your home is like your sanctuary. Your home. So our kids. Is she wearing underwear? Yeah, underpants and a t-shirt or whatever, you know? So like what if it was bathing suit bottoms and a t-shirt? Would the lady still have a problem? I Look, I'm with you. I think it's a, I think it's a bit much... Number one, if you're feeling uncomfortable, absolutely have the conversation with your fiance, but then you might be the one that has to deal with that uncomfortableness because you're, you're assimilating into this family. And if that's how they roll, you're going to have to kind of roll with it, you know, because they're, you're joining, you're joining this family. You're going to be a stepmom soon. So I'm not saying that her opinion shouldn't be valued. I'm just saying you know, there has to be a compromise there. Yeah. You know, there has to be a compromise there. And, and it's her, and it's the, it's the kid's house. It's where the kid lives. It's where the kid feels comfortable. Um, you know, my kids, my kids fight like cats and dogs at my house, but, um, you know, and they don't wear pants, but they know that in public, they can't act like circus animals and they have to wear pants, you know, like if we're out and about don't, you know, you can't have a throw down fist fight in target. I mean, it's happened once or twice, but overall they know that at home it's a safer place to do those things. Right. So as kids, where did we have our tantrums and our fits at home? We felt comfortable there. Do you know? I I think the reason I have such like a visceral reaction to this is because I remember when I was that age, like I was painfully insecure and I'm, I've, I'm like putting myself back in that time. And if somebody had said, Hey, it's inappropriate for you to walk around like this. It would give me like a weird complex. Mm. I feel like because I was so vulnerable at that age. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. It, I feel like it would just make me super uncomfortable about who I was. Like I would have trouble understanding why, you know what I mean? No, I, I, I agree. I agree. I feel you on this. And that's why it's kind of like, this is something that she absolutely should talk to her fiance about and have a conversation. But like I said, I think this is her, her issue, her comfort level that she has to. Maybe she's raised differently, you know, maybe. maybe, Yeah. You know, but this is, but it's kind of like, you're the adult and you're going to need to make adjustments because you're, you're marrying this guy and you're becoming part of their family. Right. Like, uh, and what are your thoughts? Like, okay, let's say it was switched though. Let's say that there was a guy who didn't live with them yet. He was going to marry into the family and there was a mom whose daughter walked around in underwear all the time. Would that be inappropriate? Yeah, I think you'd have to have, I think that's a family conversation to have because you have to, it's because yes, it's different. All of it is different. It's different if it's a boy, I think, in his underwear than a girl. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong for that. But I think that, I think everything about all of this is about the comfort level of the family and how they want to deal with it because each kid is different. And each parent is different and how you handle the situation is going to be different. So yeah. I think it's a conversation and it's a compromise and it's a comfort level. Yeah. That's what I think. I'm also just super defensive about anyone that tries to tell someone to wear pants, you know? <laughs> right. Leg prisons. What even are pants? They're leg prisons. <laughs> leg right? prisons. Leg prisons. You don't want to, you don't, nobody wants that in their lives, you know? Especially in their own house, man. Right. I don't want to have to wear a button. I'm not wearing pants right now. Yeah. 
I'm just so kidding. It's, but it's, but it is a, I just found it to be, um, an interesting topic of conversation because I think many of us have been pantsless during this pandemic because we've been home and you're in your comfort area. You're in your zone. Yeah. You know, I mean, shoot, I take out the trash. I don't even put pants on. That's probably well, wrong. That is wrong. Yeah. Probably. I should probably put pants on if I'm going to take out the trash. Yeah. Especially if it's the same day, every you know, same time, same day. Then the neighbors are set up in their chair with their binoculars. They're like, trash day's tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, Meredith's coming out here soon with her fine ass. Yeah, I'm sure that's what they're thinking. Um, <laughs> they might sell it to TMZ. Be careful. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. You're in the public eye. I'll make sure to um, wear my favorite underpants that Dave loves, which are the nude colored ones. He's like, why do you have nude color underpants? You look like a deformed Barbie. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah. So I don't know to each their own pants, no pants. If you're in your house, it's your business. Yes. All right. Agreed. <clears throat> so today's parenting crap is brought to you by juggling the Jenkins. Hey, Tiffany from juggling the Jenkins. Do you sell merchandise in your store? I do. Thank you so much for asking. There's some shirts if you need to cover your body. But not pants. No effing pants. We, we, we don't sell those. Nope. No pants. You can go to my website. I also have a book on there and stuff. Cool. Peruse. Yeah. Get get the audible version and you can listen to Tiffany <laughs> do voices. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Thank you. All right. Uh, in trending news, a belated apology to my wife. Relentless doesn't cover what it's like raising kids right now. Um, so we published this on the, on the filter free parents website. And I have to tell you that I loved every minute of this. And the reason that I chose to talk about this story is because, um, if you, if you didn't, if you weren't home a lot before the pandemic and, and I don't care if it's male, female relationship, male, male, female, female, whatever the hell you got rocking and rolling over there. If you didn't spend the majority of your time with your kids and then the pandemic hit and you had to start spending all of your time with your family, I think a lot of people can relate to this, uh, this article. So the guy says, my wife, who is it? Um, it's not Clint. I don't remember if this was Clint. Do we so have the- I met, I met a guy the other day. And I was like, hey, so what, what do you do? He goes, I'm, I'm a retired detective from New York City. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I was like, well, what do you do now? He goes, um, well, I have a PI license, but I stay home. I'm, I have three boys and I wasn't around before. So I'm, my wife is now a nurse. So she huh. goes to work and I stay home. And he looked at me and goes, this is so effing hard. I wish I was a detective Aww. again. <laughs> He's like, I'd literally rather be investigating murder, murder. Uh, (laughs) I was going to say it, but then I was like, that might be inappropriate. I don't know. He was a New York City detective. My guess is he probably investigated murder. That was my first thought. Um, Can you check and see whose this is so we can give credit on filter free? I don't remember if this was Clint or not. Um, He says, my wife had three maternity leaves, all of which I'd been in work full time getting home from 6 p.m. to spend an hour or two uh, during the glory bits. I'm not so concerned that I didn't realize it was a tough gig, but I would I would rebuff 
any bemo- bemoaning from Miss- Mrs. Secret Dad Lad. Uh, Is that English? Oh. What? Bemoaning? Yeah. I like would rebuff bellowing. any bemoaning from Mrs. Secret Dad Lad. Am I stupid? My brain's not comprehending any of that. This is, this is dad. This, the guy's name is dad lad, I believe. The page. And he's saying his wife, his wife. I'm pretty sure that's who it is now Uh, that I remember when I, when I read it the first time. Okay. Um, From Mrs. Secret dad lad with being at work isn't exactly an effing. So he's saying being, going to work isn't exactly a holiday. So I don't want to hear you complain because you've been sitting at home with the kids all day. Right. Got it. Okay. Okay. During lockdown, my wife's more demanding job has meant she's had to basically continue to work full time, albeit remotely. This has meant that I've had my own paternity leave looking after our kids, Josephine five, Ernie three and Walt one, whilst mom works away in the loft. Here's a chronicle of a typical day. After helping with breakfast, wife exit stage left. Um, They ask for a biscuit. I catch Walt climbing in the washing machine whilst explaining to the others that biscuits are not part of breakfast. I think they mean cookies. I was going to say, biscuits and gravy? I think think they're English and biscuits mean cookies. Um, Break up a fight over who has the remote. Put most guilty one on the naughty step. Catch Walt drinking from the dog's water bowl. Read him a book he hates. Forget one is on the naughty step, then wander back to watch Netflix. Um, Ask for more biscuits. We negotiate, they get raisins. Decide they've watched too much Netflix, get the crafts out. Walt does a massive shit, spends 10 minutes fighting with him, allowing uh, me the pleasure of wiping his butt. Clean up the crafts, wishing whoever created slime um, has a slow, gruesome death. Give them early lunch because they're pissing me off. They hate my lunch. Give them chips. Put them in the garden. I tell Ernie, I tell Ernie off for purposely um, lobbing balls into the next door neighbor's garden. Meanwhile, Josephine tries to force Walt to play with her. And um, he's like, nah, and then bites her instead. They're all effing crying. We then go inside. I put on a film for the two of them. I try to get um, Mr. Bitey down for his nap. I hide for a while. They find me. They're like sniffing dogs and I'm, and I'm selling pills at some festival. They ask me for more biscuits. I give them several more just so they'll fuck off. (laughs) They scream, daddy, we're bored repeatedly and often. And it goes on and on and on. And so I'm laughing because this is just every day. If you're a mom who is at home with her kids or any parent on the weekend, right? When you're home with your kids, if you work outside your home. But I, I thought this was funny to bring up because I'm telling you, Tiffany, once Dave started working at home with me and he saw what it was like and how intense it is to be with your kids, like almost, and then the pandemic, right? Every minute of every day, mm-hmm. like the best is when he walks around the house and he starts, I'm whispering cause I don't know where he is, but the best is when he's walking around the house and he's like, geez, Nobody ever listens to me. How many times do I have to say this? Why didn't they pick up these sneakers? Whose is this? I need this stuff get to get picked up right now. Why didn't you put your dish in the sink? And I'm sitting here just going, oh my God, Dave has become a wife. He's become a wife and a mom. And he walks around and I'm like, you're saying, and then he looks at me and he's like, you know what? I just need some help. And it's like, you've got to be kidding me. You've lost your mind. Okay. What? Oh, hold on a second. You weren't here. You it's, didn't even hear what I said. It's not about he's become a wife. It's why don't people do things when they're asked to do them? <gasps> I can't believe you just said that I out loud. I don't get it. <gasps> I might die right now. 
I don't understand. Look, How many okay, times have listen, I asked you to do you anything? Called, you called me today and said, please put chicken nuggets and fries in the oven. So I stood up. I walked over to the kitchen. I got chicken nuggets and fries, and I put them in the oven. I didn't ask questions. I didn't do anything else. The other day, I'm going in the shower. I say, hey, get dressed so we can leave right away. I get in the shower. I get dressed. I come back. About 10 to 15 minutes later, and you're still sitting on the couch. And I say, well, you're not ready to go. Well, you didn't tell me that we were wanting to go somewhere else first. I didn't have to. I just asked you to get ready. No one does anything they're asked. Ever. You I walk are around, insane. I walk around this house. Oh, my God. And I see five different jobs that I've asked Brian to do over the last five days. I- None of them are done. Well, he's not going to do those ever. Well, that's not okay. <laughs> Listen. For um, years. Can I chime in? Okay. For a sec? Yep. Um, okay. So I kind of have like a, the opposite problem. Like the house is on fire and Drew's just staring out the window. <laughs> and I'm. I'm like, hello, hello, Chloe's covered in spaghetti and Caden is still not putting his socks on. Like, are are you here? (laughs) He's here, but he's not here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, Lord. So sometimes I wish, you know, but I'm not saying he doesn't do great with the kids because he does. He holds it down. Like, but okay. So in the morning, Drew primarily gets the kids ready so that I could sleep a little bit because he's the real MVP and I don't sleep at night. Right. But he does it so calm and casual. Like I don't ever hear a peep, but when it's me in the morning, <laughs> it, I don't know what the F is going on, but I'm like, hello. Like this morning I was staring at Chloe. I'm like, Chloe, can you please put your dress on? And she's like, mommy, watch my spin. And I'm like, no bitch. I just said, <laughs> Put your effing dress on. Like, what are you doing? And she's making eye contact with me and doing everything but what I'm asking. But when their dad's around, they're like perfect angels. No, I doubt that. I don't think that's true at all. Husband, wife, kid, anything, all of that aside. When you're asked to do something, it's because someone else needs that done. Dave. So are we talking about Meredith or the kids? Anyone. Anyone. So, I feel like gosh. you might be talking about Meredith. Oh no, I'm, I'm talking about, oh my so, gosh. you know, oh my gosh. The, the, the example I gave her was I had to put together some Ikea furniture and I was like, look, the nice people at Ikea gave me directions. They told me what to do. I don't have to figure it out. I don't even have to think. I just have to do what they tell me. So that's what I do. So I don't get why, why it's difficult when someone says do this. To just do it without having to get an explanation about why all the time. Then why, when you do the dishes, can't you wash the damn pots and pans? You Ooh. need me to write it some directions down? I can you need wash a chart. them. Sometimes they just need to soak They a don't need to soak for a week. Dave coming at me over here trying to throw me under the bus, telling I, I'm me that not I throwing don't do you. it I'm not what I need throwing, to be doing. No, I'm not throwing you under the bus. The kids. You, kids, I, everybody Sophia. who listens to this podcast will know that you, and if we rewind the tape, you said everybody, not just the kids. Yeah, I'm not talking about just you, all of you. <sighs> Sophia. I've heard two examples with Meredith so far. Right. And Brian. And and Sophia, you ask her to do something. You have to say it three times automatically. And then she gets up, dances a little bit, 
walks in the wrong direction, dances some more, it's comes of, back, tells you she forgot what you were asking. Wait, so it never ends is what you're telling me? Oh, my no. God. No, it doesn't end. But what what you've lost your mind, Dave. You've lost your mind because you seem to you seem to have some selective memory when it comes to what was going down prior to when you were working from home and here all the time because you weren't doing jack shit. I'm not. Listen, I agree 100 percent. When I was when I was not at home, I wasn't doing anything around here. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about the process when someone says, hey, can you do this? why there always has to be a thesis with it explaining why it needs to be done and why if you trust someone and they ask you to do something, it should just be, okay, I'll do it. But that's not how it works. And I don't, it drives me nuts. I don't understand why. I don't I just, get it. I can't today. I can't. Look at Tiffany. <laughs> I can't today. Look, I can't today because we've had this conversation a million times about me asking you to do stuff. And then you say, yeah, I'll get to it. And your I'll get to it could mean a month, could be six weeks. So you're coming at me trying to tell me that it's we both, every person on the planet deals with this. You're not alone. I, I was just asking a question. Get out of here asking a question. Where was it? What? <laughs> there was literally no, no what was question. The question? No the question is why can't people just do things when He's they're so asked? full of it. There was no question <laughs> why, here at all. Yes. The question Get is why does there have to be an explanation when someone is asked to do something? Just do it. Then, then, then you know what? Take your own advice. Then just do it. There's some pots right now. You ready? I'm producing a podcast right now. I'm going to have to let them soak for a little bit. <laughs> you know, Soaking dishes is a real thing. Get out of here, the two of you. I'm going to write charts for both of you. Step <laughs> one, get the sponge. Step two, pick up the damn pot that doesn't need to soak no more. And turn on the damn water. See, look at this. Step look three, at the, look at this. Grease. Okay, Elaine chimes in. Well said, Dave. <gasps> You know what? I've really come to think that being told what to do is a real service. It is a kindness if you have someone in your life who is willing to do the thinking and planning, and all you need to do is just do what they say. That's sexy. That's hot. Elaine, that's hot. As an overthinker, as somebody who obsessed, I would love for somebody to be like, okay, this is what we start a little laundry, and then we'll come down here, we'll clean up the living room, and then we'll go to the store. Like, okay. Okay, so you know what? You're right, Tiffany. So let me use one example, and I'm going to use Meredith for this one. Oh, geez, because it's only been me so far. No, it's not. So remember, (laughs) right before we left the the old house, you were talking and and got here. You were talking about being so overwhelmed. And then again, when we were in the rental, about being so overwhelmed. And I stopped you, and I said, look, let me take this on. You just need to listen to me and just do the things I tell you. And I would oh, tell you things did you guys like watch 365 DNI. I don't know what that is. Oh my never mind. Go on. I would tell her, I'd be like, go sit on the couch, go do this, go do that. And I would try to take everything on and just tell her little individual tasks so she didn't have to worry about anything else. And she would yell at me and Ooh. say and and then just tell me to leave her alone that she's grown and she can do what she wants and all sorts of stuff. And it's like you're, then don't complain about being overwhelmed. I'm trying to take the overwhelm on my shoulders instead of yours. And then you're yelling at me. 
Wait, Carolyn says, how long did it take you to fix that toilet, Dave, when that toilet was running? And Meredith asked you how many times that toilet, toilet was fixed for weeks before Meredith found it. How long did it take you to fix it? And be honest. I was waiting for parts. No, you were not waiting for parts. I had the parts. There was a shortage of parts due to the COVID. This was pre-COVID and well, now you're they just knew dig- COVID was coming, so they were saving the parts. Okay, so there you go. So what I said before, everybody does this at some point in in a relationship. I don't even remember what we're talking about. I don't either. Oh, the guy. Michelle said, Dave is Elaine. He made up the profile so he can act like he was right. (laughs) Whatever. I think that there is a benefit to having somebody help you with the whole thinking part, right? The heavy lifting of the day-to-day stuff. And I'm fine with Dave being in charge of those types of things. But like the whole argument that we had the other day was he went into the shower. I knew what time we had to leave to get to the dentist. He said, get dressed because we're going to go. And I said, okay. And then I kept watching the damn show I was watching because I knew how long it took to get to the dentist. And I knew I didn't have to get ready at that moment in time. I knew I had another 20 minutes. So when he got out of the shower and asked me why I wasn't dressed, I said, I'm going down to get dressed now. We don't have to leave for 20 minutes. So then he says, well, I wanted to stop and look at something on the way. And that's why you need to be ready. And I said, but you didn't tell me that we were stopping on the way. I just thought we were going to the dentist. And he goes, well, why do I have to tell you that we're going to stop along the way? I told you to get ready. And I said, because I can't read your fucking mind. And I didn't know you wanted to stop on the way. And that was the argument. And then I said, had you said to me, please get ready. I'd like to stop on the way to the dentist at this store. Can you get ready now? I just said, Sure as shit, sweet pea. Let me go get my pants. But you didn't. Hey, Tiffany, you got any extra mashed potatoes and french fries? <laughs> I was just going to say, if you guys... <laughs> but my some... point was, had he said that, because he doesn't want to explain himself. He just wants to say, you need to go get ready now with no explanation. The problem is you're both control freaks. <laughs> That's the problem, is you both want to effing be in control of everything. Okay, Maybe. This is what it boils down Retreat. to. He wants you to just blindly obey. You think, listen, I think we're, I think we've, we've hit some, the ground running today. We've made some ah. major breakthroughs. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Dr. Hey. Jenkins. Never mind. So, uh, side note, and also my recommendation as your marriage counselor is that I suggest that tonight you guys get together and go on Netflix and watch uh, 365 Days, 365 DNI. What is it about? It's a, it's um, it's about a couple. It's a really sweet romantic movie. Ew, it sounds terrible. Don't watch it around the kids. Oh, it's got sexy time in it. I can't believe you haven't heard of this. No. It's sweeping the nation okay well i'll take a look i'll do i'll do the google nobody better tell her anything if you're on the live right now just no don't even google it just play it no i can't just go blindly in just play it just make sure the volume's down oh what Uh oh and this is yeah. on netflix what's it rated do we need to dim the lights oh yeah tiffany <laughs> okay Oh, I thought that was... No, it's an airplane. It's an airplane. Yeah. I thought it was going to be... All right, let's, let's move on. All right, moving on. I don't even know what year it is. 
Love and marriage. <laughs> we covered that. Uh, we did kind of go into that a little bit, did we not? All right. So um, make sure that you guys are subscribing and following the podcast. Head on over to www.podcasttakeitorleaveit.com. You can su- subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, um, Podbean, CastBox, anywhere where there are podcasts, really, we're there. Um, so study finds men suffer from selective hearing 388 times a year and no one is surprised. Ask any therapist and they will tell you that a key to a successful relationship is communication. The exchanging of information back and forth, the give and take that happens when one person speaks and another person listens and vice versa. (laughs) And it could be argued that the most important part of communication is listening. And you would think, based on the fact that people are born with ears, that listening really is not that difficult a skill to master. (laughs) But you would be wrong. Um, I love it. Uh, uh, Because as any couple soon realizes, the art of listening can be a tricky one. Once in a while, words get lost in translation or completely at all. And the whole belief that when you speak and words leave your lips, that they actually are being heard by the person that you love. It quickly dies a thousand deaths deaths because selective hearing is a real thing and we have proof. A recent survey conducted by Scrivens, Opticians, and Hearing Care found that three quarters of people in the United Kingdom believe that their partners have selective hearing. Hold on. Eye doctors and hearing people conducted the survey? Yeah. So is that based on like when you go into their office, you fill out a thing? Do you think that you have trouble hearing like what your wife says? No, they said they did a poll of 2000 people and Uh, men on average tune out their partners 388 times a year. So just over once a day or seven to eight times a week, which I, like I said before the show, I think is low. I think it's probably three times more than more than that. That there is a myth floating around that women prattle off 20,000 words compared to a mere 7,000 by men. So men are saying we have to selectively listen because you have way too many words. (laughs) Okay. My, I talk to myself a lot. Like I'll just walk around the house and be like, "Mm, gonna get some mac and cheese and put it in my mouth. Like while I'm pulling it out of the fridge or whatever. And so then when I go to say something important to my husband, he's like, I didn't realize you were talking to me. You talked to yourself so much. I didn't know that it was for me. And I'm like, dang, good point, dude. You know what I mean? And he gets away with it. But are you telling me that they intentionally tune us out? Well, yeah, I think they intentionally tune us out. And I think that here's the thing. I I know I'm a selective listener. I and what does I, that mean? It means I choose when to listen and when not to listen actively because I don't think it's just men. I think women do it as well. I know parents do it. Think about the kids. Oh, we listen, know, that's another story. We know when we need to listen and be and be alert that there's a problem. Right, and dude, when, what? That's survival. That that. Uh-oh. Did you hear that, Dave? Is it okay? Okay. Sorry, you cut out for a second. Yeah, that's survival. I wasn't talking. You said that's survival with parenting. Oh, that was a long time ago. I, I know said it's that. getting garbled in my headphones. So, yeah, so I think you're right. I think that we have to be selective listeners as parents. I think as spouses, we become selective listeners. I don't think, 
Um, I think probably men do it more often than women, but I definitely know that as a, as a wife, I'm guilty of it, but I think that's how you survive. I can't listen to everything. I get overwhelmed. I get like really super overstimulated. And so like sensory overload. So if I'm doing something and someone's trying to talk to me, my husband, that's the only time he gets frustrated is when I'm like in the middle of a text message and I'll be like, oh my gosh. And he's like, what? And then I like have to finish my, whatever I'm doing. And he gets pissed because he's like, what? You can't just scream, oh my gosh. And then not tell me. And I'm like, it's not, I'm just, I have to finish this. Like, I'm not listening to you because I can only do one thing at a time. Yeah. We have that argument constantly. Do you? Every day. Cause I will be on my phone. Which, sorry. Which one? I will be <laughs> on my phone talking to somebody or getting a message or I see some story or something that I want to cover on the website or do whatever. And I'll be like, Holy crap. And then he's like, what? And then I just don't, I don't finish talking to him or say another word until I'm done. And then he's like, I don't even want to hear it now. I don't even want to hear it. I don't even tell me. I don't even care. And it's like, okay. <laughs> and then, and then there's another 20 or 30 minutes of passive aggressive actively on my part, aggressive screaming. <laughs> so it's a real joy, you know, to be married to me. Um, well, all joking, it says all joking aside, the experts behind the poll did say that it could genuinely be the result of hearing difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> True. We don't, we don't do the hearing right. True. Then, I, I look, think I, I have it. hearing loss. You get, you get, I think so. I think I do too. <gasps> The kids were talking to me. Maybe we're both <laughs> no. going deaf. This I, sounds like a drug conversation. <laughs> Matthias, Matthias said I things to me, you. and I was like, "What did you say?" And he said it like three more times. I'm like, "I'm not understanding the words." To say it in English, he's like, "I said hello, Dad," and I was uh, like, "What?" I do. Yeah. I do really think that I should because I'm a loud talker too. Like I'm a very loud talker, and I'm wondering if as I'm aging, maybe I am going deaf, and that's why I talk so loud. Listen, I'm reading this very confusing article, which I thought started off as like a funny marriage thing. But then it goes into saying most of us will have experienced selective hearing, either being the accused or the accuser. But joking aside, selective hearing could be a sign of hearing loss. Left ignored, hearing loss can lead to isolation, depression, and there's evidence of a link with dementia. Uh, so it's like, what what are we talking about here? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go get my hearing checked um, <laughs> next week at the, at the hearing clinic. Uh, no joke. <clears throat> Look, I mean, I get, so, you, you get focused on something and you, you try to tune things out intentionally. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. You, you say a lot of words. I do. I don't. And you say a lot of words over and over again, the same ones over and over. You're like your mom. Yeah. You're a repeater. I'm a repeater. So Dave will selectively listen and then just actively stop because he's like, you just, you didn't shut up about it and I didn't want to hear it anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. I just got the greatest idea mm. for next week's podcast. Mm. We bring Drew in yeah, and we play the newlywed game. What is that? That's like, I'll ask you to a question and Dave says what he thinks your answer is and you'll have written down the answer while he's thinking or I could pre-ask questions and then on the air we see who got it right and who's a better couple and we'll win. Oh. You really think? Seriously, Tiffany. Do you really? But do you really think that that's, that's going to determine who's a better couple? 
Oh, yeah. I was saying yeah. seriously, like that they're going to beat us. No, you're not. Hey, us. that I'm, I'm game. That's fine. Bring where it. are the, where, where are the questions? You so email we can, us. The thing is, is, um, the internet. <laughs> i'm sorry listen i feel so bad anytime somebody listens to our podcast like they never know what they're gonna get i'm i'm either gonna be like on zero hours of sleep and just not making there's gonna be marriage there's gonna be controversial subjects there's gonna be me being depressed there's gonna be me being manic and peppy yeah, we can do that. I'll have to, I'll do the Google and I'll find, um, questions and then, uh, but my question to you was, well, we'll, we'll do this after the episode. We'll get it all figured out, but yeah. yeah, we can do it for next week. Yeah. I think it would be fun. It's like, I ask you questions and then you ask us questions and then like we have the answers pre-written or something or we write them. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll, I'll do the Google. Okay, cool. So uh, the moral of this last story, I guess, is that sometimes people are jerks and they're tuning you out. Other times it's dementia. So uh, no in cool. between there either. Yeah, it's one Super or the other. informative. <laughs> All right. So join us next week for another episode of Take It. Or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms who have no, who have no idea what we're doing. Never. Just- you stopped saying it. Why? I say it right every single time. Hosted by two struggling moms who have no idea. You just decided to start over without yeah. any warning, and I was supposed to just well, I jump. Was, I was see, do you see over. what I deal with? Why I selectively listen? It was perfect the first time yeah. for me. All right. Join us next week. For another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms who have no who have idea no idea what we're, what we're doing. doing. You're- <laughs> Why are you stopping? <laughs> all right, guys, we'll see y'all next week. You just stop saying words. Ah!